For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciette production. to a special Monday Night Raw recap show of the D-Loop Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis, and by the looks of last night, obviously all roads are leading to Night of Champions in um, almost a week and a half on uh, May 27th in uh, Saudi Arabia, and I loved so many little things that was happening in this particular episode, and we're going to go through them really quick. You know, obviously the show starts off with um, the, the undisputed tag team champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And, you know, how surprised they were when they found out that they were going to be facing Roman Reigns and Solo, which, uh, for those that didn't watch SmackDown on a Friday night, you know, Roman Reigns did his absolute best to berate the Usos, as went as far as uh, mushing Jimmy Uso, which I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> Since some things are going to be happening down the line. And, of course, they're talking about how you know how Sammy was more or less saying how Reigns went unchecked, you know for so you know for so long, and you know obviously him having him having the undisputed title isn't enough. Almost having it a thousand days isn't enough, and he calls him a, a manipulator and lets him know that he can't have the tag the tag titles. And out of the blue, the Judgment Day music hits, and of course you know everyone's talking about. You know, well, Owens really was talking about let's fight. You know, let's let's fight and you know, see the let's let's see what they got to say. Damian Priest says, "Oh, well, actually, I do want to fight," <laughs> but of course, Finn Balor's like, "No, no, no, let's wait, let's talk about it, let's talk about it." And then they said, if they were to, you know, luckily get out of Saudi Arabia, you know, with the tag titles and and you know intact, then it's going to be a lot of superstars waiting for them, you know, to challenge for those titles and. I know Owens was saying something like, All right, we, we heard you guys got to say. Let's hear what Dom- Dominic has to say. I think Zayn said, Sami Zayn said that. Let's see what Dominic has to say. And, of course, let me tell you something. Dominic Mysterio has to be the biggest heel right now in WWE. I can't say the business per se because then there's a guy in AEW that's their, their world champion in the JF. He's probably the biggest, one of the biggest heels in the business, but Dominic Mysterio was probably the, one of the biggest, the top two heels in the company, and that is incredible. And <clears throat> next thing you know, they start fighting. They get the best of uh, Owens and, um, and Zayn. Then, of course, Zayn and Owens get chairs, and they run off the Judgment Day. And obviously, you know, from, from the heels of last week's episode, um, where The Miz was trying to convince, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura to, you know, join his, you know, whatever it was he was trying to do, and Shinsuke turned him down. That led to a one-on-one match. I gotta say, though, 
just from bell to bell, people people say say what you want about the Miz, but that dude is just a solid, polished worker. I can't say anything bad about him. You know, the Miz knows what he knows his character. He knows what he does. He knows what he does, and how he can make someone else look just that much better in the ring. Like I have no issues with the Miz, and you know, whenever every time I see him wrestle, and the highs are high, the lows are low, and you know. The Miz does his thing in there, but of course, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm not going to diminish anything that he does and his accomplishments outside of WWE. I love the fact that they're talking about how he had that time away to refocus, reset, recharge, to be, you know, to come back even better. And I love that they're putting him over on commentary. Huge shout out to uh, Corey Graves, by the way, who is just knocking it out of the park on commentary on Monday Night Raw. He's really, he's been doing it for years now. So huge kudos to him. Anyways, you know, uh, Nakamura, you know, wins with the Kinshasa. That's right. I love hearing, I love hearing uh, Graves say that. But um, he wins and um, he gets the W. So they go backstage and um, this is when I found out that um, the tag, the women's tag titles were not going to be on the line because uh, Liv Morgan was injured due to an injury she sustained on Friday night. So I know Sonya Deville was talking about, you know, and now uh, Chelsea talking about let's let's you know as her being former management, the the titles could be forfeited, and of course Adam Pierce said that's not going to happen. So Rodriguez, uh, Raquel Rodriguez says she had to defend, Liv, you know, Liv Morgan's honor and um, face Chelsea Green, and then they accept and they go to uh, they go to commercial. Then they go, they come back, and they do a video montage of Seth Rollins going back all the way when he won the very first NXT championship. Um, and, of course, it was a sit-down interview with Corey Graves, and they talk about becoming the first NXT champion, you know, the formation of the Shield, and the breakup of the Shield, and um, that's leading up to Night of Champions. And they really had those discussions, and it's really cool to see the evolution of Seth Rollins over the last 10, 11 years. Well, really more than that, because he came to the main roster in November, 2012, but probably maybe 2010, 2011, you know, he was down at NXT. I remember, you know, when, uh, when he was under the former moniker, Tyler Black in Ring of Honor. When I heard he got signed, I was very intrigued by that. Cause I'm like, Oh dude, they gotta, they, 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 that's going to be their guy for a long time. So, Imperium comes out because, you know, there's going to be a um, 20-man over-the-top rope battle royal to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship at Night of Champions. And Gunther stands on the announce table, which I thought was just was, was genius because, you know, he's, he's tall in stature to begin with. But, I mean, the fact that he's standing on the announce table to get with that very loud red uh, trench coat. Huge. I, I love I love the presentation. And he was talking about how he's undefeated, you know, and the longest reigning intercontinental champion in the modern era. And he talked about the, the Battle Royal. And, of course, for those that don't watch SmackDown, you know, this is a huge introduction to Gunther for the Raw audience. Because there are some fans that don't watch SmackDown, but they just watch Monday Night Raw. So I think that was a really great introduction to, you know, fans that may not know who he is, being that Raw is the flagship show. And I think that was um, that was a nice way to, uh, to get him to get him out there. But anyways, you know, the Battle Royale starts, you know, everyone's getting eliminated, yada, yada. But a, a newcomer from NXT, J.D. McDonald, 
you know, after he got eliminated and Dolph got eliminated, he like beat the holy crap out of Dolph Ziggler. I'm just like, oh wow. And again, they're they're doing such a great job of just introducing people to these new stars so they can get to know who they are. Just little things, like an attack on Dolph Ziggler, who who has all the WWE street cred in the world. You know, the former you know world champion, former multi-time IC and US champion, multi-time tag team champion. I mean, that man has done it all in, in, in WWE. So to get that shine on him, you know, on um, on JD McDonald, I think that's huge. But the last, the, the final four were um, Riddle, Bronson Reed, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali. Um, I know Riddle gets eliminated, so it was down to the final three. And I think in uh, Reed and um, Ricochet were on the apron, and um, next thing you know, Ali drop kicks to both of them, and Ali wins the battle royal. And he is now facing Gunther in Saudi Arabia at Night of Champions. So that should be a very interesting match for sure. You know, they, they come back, you know, they do a video montage of Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar hyping up their match for Night of Champions. And, of course, Becky Lynch comes out. Does I mean, Becky is just money on the microphone, you know, especially as a, as a fiery baby face. I love the fact that she... You know, I love this feud with her and Trish. You know, people are talking about, why is Trish back? Listen, Trish, ha again, she has uh, a long history of, of of a great career. And I think having a legend going in there with a, with a, with a proven WWE superstar and, and uh, Becky Lynch, I mean, that is, that's a draw, in my opinion. That can main event, any pay-per-view, you name it. They can do that. But... Becky didn't, you know, didn't push, you know, didn't pull any punches. She just basically said what she's going to do at Night of Champions. She said she's going to kick her head in. I like it. <laughs> That's going to be a match I'm looking forward to seeing as well. So they go to a backstage promo, a backstage interview rather, with um, with Rhea Ripley, and then Natalia interrupts and. Natalia basically said, you know, you're a champion. Why did you have to do what you did last week to uh, Dana Brooke and? Rhea Ripley just basically warned Natty. She said, "You show messers, you keep messing around, and I'll end your career." So I'm just like, "Wow!" So look forward to that feud manifesting itself. I think that's going to be a really, really good match, and I think that's going to, well, obviously, with Natalia being, I think the the the, the queen bee of uh, WWE as far as the women are concerned, because she is the she is the veteran. So. I think having a match, Rhea having a match with Natty, I think that's going to up Rhea's game, in my opinion, because you know Natty is, uh, to me, the be-all and all when it comes to the women in WWE. But anyways, they do a match with um, Xavier Woods and Dominic, and obviously, you know, Dom has a microphone, <laughs> and what do the fans do? They boo him. So... The match was balanced, you know, so I was put, one of the things I put in my notes that the match was very, very balanced. Um, Xavier Woods, I love the fact that, you know, they the, the WWE is not giving up on him, even though obviously Big E is still not cleared and Kofi is injured. You know, the fact that they are putting, you know, Xavier in, in these one-on-one -on -one matches rather than him just, you know, not have anything to do. I think, again, Xavier's a damn good wrestler, and I think, you know, a U.S. title, I thought would have been would have been good for you know for for Woods, 
But, you know, of course, that champion is now on SmackDown. So, um, huge shout out to Austin Theory. But anyways, it was a back and forth match. Well balanced, as I said. And Dom wins with a roll up and, and gets the dub. And they do a promo package on J.D. McDonough. And let me tell you something. The WWE lately has been knocking it out of the park with these vignettes. You know, when I was a kid, and even during, like, you know, up to the Attitude Era, whatever it was, like, whenever there was a new star coming, or as Gorilla Monsoon would say, a, a newcomer who was uh, making his way to the WWE, his or her way to make his way to the WWE, they would put together these incredible video packages. So whether it's and it, whether it's them talking to the camera, you know, in, in as far as in character or whatever, or if it's just like video packages or whatever the case may be, those packages were just super important to let the consumer know who these people are rather than them just show up and hope that commentary, and this is no knock on commentary, but commentary doing their absolute best to introduce the viewer at home, you know, who these people are. No, the video packages are super, super important. So huge kudos to WWE. I know back in the day, you know, Dave Sahadi used to do a lot of their packages, especially the the, the most amazing one he did was the WrestleMania 17 video package with The Rock and Stone Cold for the My Way theme from Limp Biscuit. If you haven't seen that, just, just go on YouTube and watch it. You'll thank me later. But after that, you know, J.D. McDonald does an interview with, you know, in the back. And he basically explained why he did what he did in attacking Dolph Ziggler. He goes on to say, you know, he's a former world champion. Why not make a name for yourself? And he's finished by saying, never bet against an ace. And then you could pan the, the, with the camera. And you saw Finn Balor looking down on him. Now, there has been rumor that J.D. McDonald's could be the next mem the newest member of Judgment Day. And we shall see what happens with that. Now, there was a debut of a new tag team called Enda Share, managed by um, by uh, Jinder Mahal. And they faced two enhancement talents. Now, one thing I, I love when a new star is making their debut, I don't like it when it's against a current WWE superstar because... You know, that kind of diminishes there because you obviously want to get the new the new uh, wrestler, you know, put him over, whether it put him or her over. But I think that doesn't do a, a, do, a huge service to a current WWE superstar who is known to the fans. I like the fact that, you know, it was what it was against two enhancement talents. Back in the day, on t you know, old TV wrestling, whether it was WWE superstars or, um, wrestling challenge or primetime wrestling or any of those shows those those uh, syndicated shows and they would literally have you know the stars versus the enhancement talent i would never use the j word because that's not a, a word i like to use but i like the fact that the enhancement talent you know really made these two guys look like monsters you know what i mean I, and i put in my notes it's the perfect way to introduce a new act the finisher is similar to the old smoking gun, the smoking guns um, finisher. He one guy had it with a, in, in a side suplex position, and the other one comes off the rope with for a leg drop. I always love that move. So that was a really that was a really really good presentation. And, and uh, Jinder Mahal had said something on commentary about you know about the team and who they are, and show some respect. And he gets on the microphone and speaks in uh, Pujambi. So. I'm looking forward to see how this plays out, as I always say. Of course, 
Cody Rose comes out, does a promo. He talked about the history of the Greensboro Coliseum. He went to tell a story about the scorpion and the frog. And I was like, oh boy, I was scared for him. But the fans listened. It's amazing of like when the fans are really behind you, they're going to give you the utmost respect. Not one time has since Cody Rose has been back since last year do you hear the what chant during his promos. He demands the room. He commands the room. He demands it just with his presence, how he speaks. And he's passionate and he's very real. Reminds me of a certain son of a plumber who happens to be his dad. But And I miss Dusty. I miss Dusty Rhodes so much. I would love, I would, man... Imagine what uh, Dusty thinks of his uh, his baby boy, what he's doing and what he's accomplishing now. It's amazing. But they talked about that, you know, the scorpion and the frog and how, you know, the scorpion, you know, bit the frog and, you know, just, just the whole thing. It's all really about trust and it's basically leading it to the Brock match and like far as like when he did trust Brock, you know, the night after Mania in that tag match. So... I'm looking forward to seeing now how this match is going to, you know, where they're going to even put the match because it can't be the main event. You know what I mean? Like they, that, I don't think that's going to be the main event. It, I would imagine it would have to be Roman and a solo against the uh, the um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's my, that's just what I'm thinking. But you know, again, we'll see. But very passionate promo. So Zoe Stark and Candice you know, Loran backstage, and it was a segment, and I think, you know, Zoe was talking about, um, you know, just making fun of Nikki Cross, calling her weird, weirdo, whatever, and Candice Array was like, hey, that's my friend, stop that. And, you know, they had a little back and forth verbally, and they sets up a match for next week's Raw. Now, Chelsea Green with uh, Sonya Deville, they, you know, Chelsea's facing Raquel Rodriguez, and obviously... By the reaction of the fans during the match, I again, this is no fault of the wrestlers, by the way, but I think because they were looking so forward to a, ta- a women's tag team title match, they didn't seem as invested or interested in a one-on-one match because they really wanted to see those tag titles defended on Monday Night Raw. That's probably why a lot of people maybe bought tickets. You never know. But anyways... Raquel gets, you know, she, you know, it's a solid match. You know, Chelsea Green, you know, she does incredible character work, but she's a really solid worker. I like her work. But Raquel wins, and as Raquel is, you know, she's standing at the front of the, you know, of the of the ramp. She stood there a little too long, and I was like, oh, she's going to get attacked. And look, lo and behold, Ronda Rousey kicks her. Shayna Baszler beat, they do a beat down, and they're basically saying, you know, we want the titles. So as I'm, I could totally see the possibility of being maybe a triple threat tag match for the women's tag titles with once Liv gets back and you can have Sonya and Chelsea versus Shayna versus Shayna and Ronda versus um, Liv and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. So we'll see. Do you see Paul Heyman shaking hands with Gunther backstage, which I thought was, I was like, hmm. Let's see what's going on with that. And they do a part two of the Seth Rollins, Corey Graves interview. And again, really highlighting, you know, 
how he, you know, just how he became the architect and you know, leaving the shield. And uh, he was like, imagine, you know, if I, if I didn't do what I did and turning on the shield the first time. So it, again, it's all leading towards the match he's going to have at night of champions against AJ styles for the brand new WWE world heavyweight championship. The new, the, the newly created WWE world heavyweight championship, I might add. So, the main event is a tag team match, of course, as, as set up in the beginning of the show. You know, Damian Priest and Finn Balor representing Judgment Day against the tag champs, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, like I said, all those guys know what they're doing in there. Like, you know, the, there's probably over at least 80 or 90 years combined of wrestling experience between all four of those guys. So, you know it's going to be nothing but top quality. But... The Judgment Day wins. <laughs> so probably leaving a little bit of doubt because obviously they want to put the focus on that tag match in Saudi Arabia, you know, next Saturday and the possibility of Roman and uh, Solo Sokoa winning the belt. But anyways, that exchange with Paul Heyman and Gunther basically was allowing Gunther um, to interfere in the match. You know, he prevented, you know, Sami Zayn from hitting the, um, the Huluva kick. But that distraction allowed Finn Balor to deliver a shotgun dropkick and, of course, hit the coup de grace for the W. So that's how we go off the air. So, again, um, the, this it's a very slow build, you know, for next Saturday's pay-per-view. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know, a 10. I would give this maybe a solid 8, only because of the fact that they were just giving you a little bit of Okay, we're not going to give you the whole enchilada. We're just going to give you a little bit, a little piece. So, like I said, all roads are leading to next Saturday's show. I'm looking forward to it. Um, guys, I'm going to get out of here. But again, this is just a huge, just a just a, a quick follow up on last night's Raw. I have a, a long day ahead of me, but just remember, you can follow me on my social media. It's uh, the Real DT Lou on Instagram and Twitter. There's Derek T. Lewis official page on Facebook. You can go to my store, shop.darrettlewis.com, and you can go to my YouTube channel, The Real DT Lou, or you can look up Derek T. Lewis. Just remember, whatever you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.